everybody, and welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode, he looks at the screen, 519, being recorded on October 24th. Yes, I'm Ryan Shrout. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Ken Addison. There's some other guys yeah, over there, I don't too. Yeah, we're, just, know the, we're just look, the, look the, at the, group. the losers in the, the back. Group. Good to see your professional, as always, really on top of the information at the top of the podcast. Uh, got it. So to, in my credit, a long time ago, what was live was the whole TV, was yeah. the whole monitor yeah, yeah. screen, right? And so it was easy for me to see the rundown, so I could always just look up and see what the next story was. Well, this is what was, happens when you're not here for a month. Well, I mean, it's not my first time I've seen it this way. I just... I guess I'm going Did you have a little, you know, controller that you could do not just the live, uh, but also, you know, the images because we didn't have anybody behind the cameras, right? What? Um, you're talking about a long time ago? A long yeah, time, that was a long ago. time ago. It was recorded. It wasn't switched so live. Remember back a long time ago, Twit handled all the production. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then after that, I'm pretty sure that's when Ken Ken was here during that transition, mm-hmm. and he was the guy behind there. And and Ken did build his own replacement for a for a time himself replacement. Yeah, for he himself. built the replacement for himself, but it was not working. Uh, but it wasn't fully functional, which maybe was <laughs> on purpose, right? In retrospect, I think it seems like an exact copy of myself. That's clever. That's clever. That's clever engineering, right? I'm trying to replace myself and make it cheaper for you, but not really do it. Um, so. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is the PC Perspective Podcast. This is where all these guys uh, tell you about all the content that they're writing for a website called PC Perspective. I've never heard of it, uh, but it's pretty good. They record it on Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific. Nope, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at pcper.com slash live. <laughs> if you need a reminder about when the show is recorded, you can go to pcper.com slash subscribe. You get this page. It asks for your name and your email. I can't wait to sign up for it so I can get notifications about live events. Uh, and you get an email about the live streams or, or other events. Maybe you'll be able to interview industry personnel. All kinds of exciting things. Uh, occur on that page. We did a live PC build last yeah, week. Yeah, actually, yeah. You guys did a, yeah. a live PC build and answered some some like community q and It was actually really cool. And the system that came out of it was actually neat, too. Except we, for the letters being upside We are down. only foiled by a mini ITX power supply for about 45 minutes. <laughs> yep. So, you know. Well, it's just two of the smarter people I know sitting there looking at screws. and Wouldn't turn on because it wasn't plugged in. That's That's... <laughs> Let's talk about talk that about was really the setting the stage for the future. To it. It's it setting the stage for the future. It's like, well, uh, wouldn't turn on because it wasn't plugged in. Yep, cool. Yep. yep. Uh, they uh, look. There's still a Patreon campaign going at Patreon.com/slash PC Per. I guess I probably have to change that picture on the front of oh, it. Oh, please, point. please, God, donate, please, please, <laughs> please donate. So this is uh, your ability to become a regular recurring monthly contributor to the website. And uh, all the money goes directly to the uh, writers, editors, um, uh, people who are making the content that you guys consume and enjoy. At least I assume you enjoy it if you're here listening and or watching it, you know, if not find something else. Find something else to, to go with. So that's oh, Patreon. No, masochists are perfectly welcome. That's patreon.com slash PC per. Uh, check that out. Uh, we have the mailbag, PC per.com. Nope. 
That's just youtube.com slash PCPer. You can get the mailbag. It looks like Alan did the last one here, mailbag number 59. Nearly one hour of storage discussion with Mr. Malventano. And if that so, look, at, look at how, how high those eyebrows are arching. Obviously, he is quite interested <laughs> and invested I was. in the discussion. It's, it's, uh, it's a serious thing when Alan's talking about storage. I believe he's wearing the same jacket presently. I am. Yeah. Not the same shirt. But not the same headphones or anything, too. But at least so. you went to Taco Bell. Yes, I did. Bum, 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 bum. No, wait. That's, no, no, that's not. not. <laughs> What's the Taco Already Bell Already brainwashed, are we? Chill. Spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> Spoilers Ryan. Oh, sorry. Let's get... No, wait. We already talked about this. This is the Ken and Allen uh, build the... Did you put one too many E's in there? Nope. That's how they spelled geek? Yes, yep. that's exactly how they yep. spelled geek. Let's oh. turn that one you want to use as a brand name. Throw an extra letter in there. Yeah. The Geek A50 ITX. What is the Geek A50 ITX? Uh, it is a cheap, low, cheap, low cost uh, <laughs> mini ITX chassis. Look at that sweet out mug. Of, <laughs> yeah, right? I, got, I have it right here, too. Yeah, the mug was awesome. Uh, straight out of China that uh, kind of competes with the same form <laughs> factor as the NKTS M1, which is a very well-known and well-loved mini ITX case, but it's made entirely out of aluminum extrusions and acrylic. It was 100 bucks shipped from China, and... <laughs> I think Alan and I were overall pretty impressed. Yeah. We're gonna, just double check that extra power plug and make sure it's yeah, plugged into yeah, the power yeah. Just supply. make sure you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. But you can watch our video and learn how to build it eventually. Uh, got 2080 Ti in there. Yeah, the full reviews incoming, thermal testing and all of that stuff. So, you know, look forward to that. But Look, it's Alan spinning an Alan wrench. <laughs> yep. That, that was a film. <sighs> He's wearing the same jacket. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's getting cold here. That's anymore. my jacket. <laughs> it's my jacket. It's my jacket. Could have recorded the same day, for all I know. Uh, all right. Um, so that's all the. All, oh no, JoshTech.com. How could I forget? JoshTech. J O S H T E K K. This is where you can get all of your T-shirts, Deathwish Raid, Hot Dog Down the Hallway, PC oh, Per Logo. This has been and this what, amazing two hours so far. You got to cut to him. This amazing to Vanna White mug. It's not a bad problem. He's demoing God really. damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was going to Josh on this shot. <sighs> I was oh. holding the mug up to my face for about 30 seconds. <laughs> ah, fine, fine. It's all about product placement, right? That's how you really get <laughs> hey, the buyers in, I've been told. But uh, really, I can't wait to, to decorate all of, my, all of my rooms with uh, more of the Josh Tech print. Hey, are, are you going to have an office? Uh, not really. Yeah. So I don't necessarily. It's just going to put it in his bedroom. Uh, so yeah. I mean, it's, I've already got one in my bedroom. Yeah. Because I'm sure your wife and you would really appreciate. <laughs> he already has the, he has the Josh. <laughs> Ryan has the Josh tech print. Sometimes the Josh tech print is like right above his headboard. The, uh, between, <laughs> between I put it next watch. to my picture of Jesus. <laughs> it's weird. Yes. You put it on the ceiling. Yeah, the Wookiee really sure Jesus. But I actually, so this size is only, uh, what is it? It's, uh, only because it's 24 by 30, but because we had access earlier to the system, I made it like 120 <laughs> by 150, right? I wanted yeah, a real, yeah. real impactful. You, you, you did not want version. mirrors on your ceiling. You wanted Josh Tech. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get into this. Uh, so JoshTech.com. Go there. Support that. Support that. Um, so I'm sitting here uh, to tell you about all this stuff. I guess. Uh, I'm leaving PC perspective. Some of you may have thought that that happened months ago uh, based on my relative absence from the podcast. And um, 
That was because you were doing Shroud Research stuff. Though. Yeah, I was just traveling a lot, and it was doing Shroud Research. I'm actually now, uh, if you read this post, it's on the homepage at PCPro.com, stepping away from both PC Perspective and Shroud Research, um, turning over all the editorial control to the this group of people that you see here, as well as those on the uh, uh, on Skype, as well as like financial control of all this. This is your problem to deal with now. Have fun with all this. Um, uh, and also Shroud Research as well. In order to take a job at Intel, I'm going to uh, start there in mid-November as uh, the chief performance analyst. Which That's, that's a big fancy. title. It sounds good, doesn't yep. it? Sounds good. I am the CPS at Intel. Sounds it sounds good enough for you to leave all of us to try to <laughs> right this uh, ship from hitting the iceberg. Oh, he would have left us for a C, let alone a P or an S. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, the general cons- the general idea of the role is that I am going to kind of um, help with the performance and competitive analysis groups across the the Intel portfolio, not just CPUs, but as they venture into GPUs and storage and, and other things like that. So it's actually a really awesome opportunity. It's something that um, I wasn't out looking for, something that I was approached about and you know, it took some convincing. For example, people have been asking in the chat, am I, am I moving? Where, which, which Intel office am I going to? Um, I'm not moving. I'm actually going to stay out here com- uh, committing to like one week a month in San Jose long term. There will be some initial ramp up period where I'm out there for three of the first six months or some 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 uh, combination of that just to meet people, figure out the system. Keep in mind, I've never worked for a company before. I've never I've been self-employed since I was 17 years old. And uh, this will probably be a, you know, a little well, bit you of a did work shop. for a mom and pop shop, didn't you? Until, you seven, until I was 17. Yeah. 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 They fired so you, me you, for you working on PC Perspective or AMD MB at the time or whatever, <laughs> K7M.com. I don't remember what it was called back then when I was 17 Well, Ken old. tried that, but he came screaming back to us in no time at all. He, apparently, corporate corporate life didn't suit him. I, I didn't you know, work in corporate life. Yeah, it'll happen. So uh, You were startup life, Ken. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Exactly. That's true. That's a whole different ballgame. Uh, I'm not going to walk through this editorial that I wrote uh, and get all sappy and teary-eyed on everybody here, but it, it like hey Ryan, yeah, Josh, how how dare you leave me with them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought of you first, Josh, when I was making this decision. <laughs> yes, as you, and immediately said yes. Land. Oh, Josh, yeah. Oh, in fact, that was part of the pitch. It's like, well, you can come work with us, or you can keep working with Josh Walworth. And I was like, ooh, you know what? That's a good point. Damn. Uh, like, you know, you put 19 years into something. It's been through some variations. And obviously, Shroud Research came around in the last two or three years and, and changed a lot of what I was spending my time on, um, which is why there were more podcasts without me, um, why I seem to be gone forever. And, and, and like, this is, this is truly, like, for me, uh, an opportunity that sounds amazing, right? I get to go into this company, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, an entry level role. I don't want to say that in a derogatory way, but I get to go in in a position where I feel like I'm going to be able to have some impact on products they're developing, um, how they're messaging, and and all these different types of things. So I, I'm really excited about it, um, and and I'm really looking forward to that. And it has a side benefit as well as uh, because I've been gone so long, and everybody's noticed how often I've been gone. Like I have a three year old daughter, and I've 
traveled more this year than I've ever traveled my whole life. And I was like, you know what? If there's a time to do this, this is the time. It allows me to be home more with my family. You know, my 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 daughter, three and a half. Every time I come back from a trip, she's talking better, and it's a little <laughs> bit unnerving, right? And uh, I want to be there for more of that. My wife has been incredibly supportive through all of this. You know, because um, she's basically held down the fort the whole time. You know, I've gone two weeks at a time, very often, uh, in very you know awful places like Maui and like. F1 races and things, and she knows what a what a what a suff- what suffering I have to go through, and she's willing to make up for that. And I, I I'm incredibly appreciative of that, and this I think gives us uh, you know a little bit different makeup for for the for the future. So I'm really looking forward to it. But that does mean because of that, I can't <laughs> I can't I can't do this podcast anymore. Let me tell you about how amazing Intel products are. Uh, oh oh. I was just looking at the chat. Oh, it's time to get out. I don't... Ken's kicking him yeah. off. Um, wow, Ken, you actually GTFO'd him. <laughs> I know. I, I know. <laughs> Let the record show. Uh, so, you know, it's like... So much for your sweet intern position. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the mineral oil. The, yeah, exactly. It never really happened. There was a tweet. I, I, when I tweeted about this, there was one... Uh, where I, I think it was a tweet where he replied like... Uh, something, something to the effect of... We'll all remember that event that never happened, but all of us actually remember <laughs> happening when Ken was covered in. I'm not oil. even sure it didn't happen. And yeah, it's it's not it's not. Uh, everybody it's not ha- vividly that. remembers this by now. Yes, everybody remembers yeah. it, even though it never happened. Yes. So what I want to say is like it's important for me to like I don't start at Intel until you know mid to late November, but the the editorial control the financial control the ownership all that stuff is is being transferred out uh i'm not selling the website to anybody necessarily uh i'm just simply kind of giving it to those the guys that are here that want to continue on with it um and i'm grateful for that pc pers is is like it's like a 19 year old child of mine that's been yeah. you know that i that i grew <laughs> up and now i just say get the Come hell on, out of man. the house it's it's, it's family yeah, except the dad left home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving. Don't worry, Josh. I'll be back next week. I got to go get some cigarettes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, dear lord! <laughs> but I don't want to have any ambiguity about it. I don't want people having questions about the stuff that they're doing or or, or what have you. So um, it's not an immediate thing. I can't. I didn't have a document drawn up to transfer it over to Jim or Alan or Ken or whoever. Um, that's all being handled. It will all be done before that. But, you know, I also think it's fair to say that for the past at least couple of months, I have had almost no input into yeah. what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Right. Thank God. Like I would come in and I'd be like, so how's the 2080 look? And you're like, ah, it's okay. There's this and this and this. Like, oh, cool. Great. And then I'd go <laughs> back to doing whatever the Shrout Research thing, the project yeah. I was working on. And, and to clarify, Shrout Research is being killed. It's not being transferred to us. Like that That's is That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can't have the Shrout Research without the Shrout. So I, I, I thought yeah. it was becoming Josh Tech Research. Mm. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Mm. Uh, you know, hey, you get those business cards made up and you never know what might happen if you dream hard enough. Um, yeah, so short research is just kind of going to stop, right? Basically, we were at a stopping point with the projects we were at, um, the uh, all the deals we have with the people that, you know, basically called them all last week and said, hey, we're done. They said, yep, cool, good luck, you know, happy for you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's, that's just kind of where it is. And now um, that's it. 
Read that, read that editorial. If you guys have questions for me, like I'm still on Twitter at Ryan Shroud and you can email me. You can have some free time here coming up. <laughs> rshroud at gmail.com is where my, my regular email address will be. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope everybody is, is okay with it. No, no, no. I was surprised the, the, the response has been mostly, you know, pretty much almost exclusively positive. The Reddit comments, the, uh, the Twitter replies and stuff. It is very much like, Hey, good, good luck. Do good work there. Make the industry better, you know, et cetera. And obviously it's going to take me a little while to ramp up, um, and figure out what I'm doing. So I don't know. Maybe one day I'll come back on the podcast as a guest. Me and Tom will come back, and some of these players will have a do. Now we have to fight, though, instead of being friends. Right. Oh man. Right. Hey, yeah. Well, you know, Brian, in uh, 2020, yes, when you get that 10 nanometer nailed, I, can see I can't even make comments Ooh. anymore. I'm not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I know, Ryan. Gone, not saying anything. I haven't anything, gone through the HR. I was, I was offered a job, but they just couldn't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan hasn't even gone through sexual harassment training yet. I don't think I don't think that's how job offers work. And then once Ryan does go through sexual harassment training, he can't talk to Josh anymore ever. <laughs> so, uh, you know. yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I I know I have to go through this like um, indoctrination to like corporate life at some point, right? Where I go <laughs> Planning through HR to plan. I, yeah, like I have, <laughs> you get the barcode in the back of your head, you get the chip implanted. You know, I just you, you know I've never been to an HR program. I've never. Listen to like you know how it, just Authority. all all the well that too but like all the stuff that goes along with it it's all consider it's yourself all be to very and fortunate it's, and it's learning it's, it'll be it'll be interesting um, yeah. it'll be interesting you know so. when you when you visit Santa Clara yeah how many bottles of bourbon are you allowed in your travel on <laughs> <laughs> well they have to be under three ounces but I don't think oh. there's a limit. Really? There's no, there's no like a total. Clink. I don't think so. Clink. I think you could fill a bag, <laughs> fill a carry on with three ounce bottles. I'm pretty sure that I could just buy some when I get to Santa Clara, right? Like they do sell bourbon in in Santa Clara. I'm not know. moving, right? So it's one week a month. I go out there and um, I don't know what I'm. I I, I kept trying to like tell you what I'm going to do out there. I have no idea. I have no clue what this is going to be like. But uh, I'm excited. He's going to do good stuff. And and uh, I hope everybody is excited for me. And I hope everybody is understanding and is like, hey, do good, do do well, man. And uh, and they're not all mad at me. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this seat now, and I'm gonna get up, and I'm gonna go watch baseball and uh, watch the chat, I guess, and see if you guys all talk behind my back. You've got to watch first, the chat. It'll be the that. first podcast you're not on that you've listened to. I mean, if you had been listening to them all true. these years, there's no way we'd still be here. If I was listening, I probably would have canceled the show a long oh, time God, ago, God. perhaps. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So uh, I'll disconnect. And like I said, I'm not – it's, it's not a memoriam. I'm not dying. I'm just walking away. It's just moving on. Bye, guys. Play the theme for the original uh, Incredible Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, I gotta do this. (laughs) Now I hear nothing. I see many things. I'll always be watching. (laughs) Fear that. Do you need these headphones? I guess so. You're waking me out, man. (laughs) 
this QR uh, code looks excited. That whole thing really play on audio. This tape isn't as good as real gas. Be sure, be sure to tell them that the chat is doing F for respects. Yeah. Feel <laughs> that. Lots of F. Ryan. Oh, that's cheap ass tape. Ryan, the chat is oh. pressing F to pay their respects. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, can I like, grab this real quick? are accidentally hitting the U key, but, you know. Grab what real quick? <laughs> so we should just start the podcast server. Right? Uh, what are you trying to do? I was trying to grab the chat. Well, tell us, Jim oh, and not Alan. Uh, yes, all right. Yep. Ryan Trout's nope. reign of terror is over. <laughs> Welcome. The king to is AMD dead. The perspective. Long live the king. Do we have the new graphic? <laughs> uh, oops, here we go. Yeah, turn oops. the background. I, I am starting my no, Josh red. Tech no, virus right now. Turn red. There, oh, yeah, because. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. No there you go. All right. There you size go. the blue from the building. Sweet. I'll also thread ripper on top of the TV. Logo now. Damn it. <laughs> here we got one of those sitting over there. Ken, change your shirt. It's too blue. <laughs> What's the uh, you're blending for changing? Times? I don't know. Uh, it's control page up page. Oh, the don't listen to him. <laughs> ah, what is up with all the blue? All right, so well, it's kind of their our site color. Yeah, we might have to change that. That wasn't that wasn't smart. We'll we'll deal with that in short order. There's also green and white in Just there. Just edit that in post, Alex. Well, how's everybody Thank doing? Green. I'm I'm I mean, pasty white. Thanks for asking. All right, all right. Well, let's let's just continue on in good spirits here, uh, and let's talk about something that we have. You know, there's no relation to anything we've just talked about, but Ken has a processor review for us. Yes, Ken does. So, hey Ken, why don't you tell us about the Intel 990K 9900? You butchered that, Josh. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Intel over 9,000, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That actually worked very well coming from a Canadian. That worked really well. (laughs) Ryan is holding his ears just so everyone's everyone's on the level. Uh, (laughs) And I can attest before, because I know there's going to be questions. I can attest, Ryan had absolutely no involvement in this review. (laughs) He He wasn't even here. Ken Ken was here at like 2 in the morning. Just he hasn't even, shots of bourbon. Yeah. He hasn't even seen the he hasn't done. even seen the CPU. Yeah. Like the box or anything. It was all Ken. Yeah. So did you uh did you put numbers on the box and then start rolling characters? <laughs> no. Because they didn't actually send us the hexagonal of oh, yeah. boxes. Yeah, we don't have the real, the real box. Me. No. no, I didn't. We have the, the cheesy version of the box. Okay, it's just uh, Ryan, thing number one to eh. do at Intel. Retail packaging to reviewers. <laughs> yes. Because I've got to roll a character, and I'm going to be a barbarian. Well, I mean, No, wait, Paladin. Sometimes, okay, well, he's, he's not listening. Sometimes the retail then, packaging just isn't ready. That's, that's like, yeah. for SSDs and stuff, that's what usually happens with me. So, like, it's not, you know. Sure. Yeah, but the packaging is always ready sock? for STDs. Um, see? I'm like... Once we do HR training, you know, none of us can talk to you. So <laughs> none of us are allowed to do to HR training. Of this. Oh, no, it's fine. I think I'm the HR person. PC Perspective so is never allowed clear. to get to the point where we oh, actually have. Going. Well, Jim, yeah, like all right. HR. So, Ken, uh, so let's talk about this Intel processor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Intel last Friday finally launched the Core i9-9900K, the long, long, long rumored and leaked 8-core, 16-thread mainstream processor built on the same Coffee Lake 
technology, the same Skylake microarchitecture with the same 14 nanometer plus plus prospect technology as we saw. We've been seeing for a while now. Really getting the mileage out of this, aren't they? Yeah, that's one way to put it. It's almost like they were expecting to have radically different process technology by now, and maybe the product landscape will have looked different. Yeah. Uh, major changes include the move to a solder, move back to a soldered thermal interface material. Uh, more on that later. Yeah, some interesting <laughs> stuff to talk that's about. That's been there. demanded a lot by the community over the years since they switched. In about, I know, uh, when did they switch? Like Broadwell-ish, maybe before that, somewhere it's, around. Yeah, that was the, what the five thousand series? They went to the uh, non-Tim, the four thousand series were still yeah. soldered. Uh, I think it would have been Haswell because I think the 4790K had the like better Tim in mm. it. But anyways, yeah. Uh, so mm. move back to solder for thermal for the thermal interface material, which in theory should help for stuff like uh with uh power draw and thermals at stock operation give you a little more overclocking headroom. We'll look at the overclocking results a little later in the review, but. Same sort of chipset situation. All 300 series chipsets are compatible. The Z390 is the new quote-unquote chipset they're launching. It has all of the same functionality as the Z370 chipset, but adds uh, native USB 3.1 Gen 2 10 gigabit support uh, and Intel. How, how are those PCIe lanes? Uh, the same. Still have the same... 16 lanes coming out the CPU and the DMI 3.0 how, link hooking up how, to the chipset. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be very nice to see a couple of more PCIe lanes. Although, because you know what? I don't know what you M. use them for anymore. Is, well, the storage, right? You want yeah. to get those dual graphics at storage. 16 well, and the Well, nobody storage. does dual graphics anymore. Well, okay, NVIDIA doesn't want you to do dual graphics <laughs> yeah. anymore. It's, <laughs> it's AMD certainly does not want you storage, to do that. Well, yeah. I don't know. There seems to be more or less and less of a reason as we go ahead in time to hook up additional PCI Express devices. But it would still be nice to have the option in a, let's say, $500 processor plus a fairly expensive platform in the Z390 boards. The MSI MPG Z390 Gaming Edge AC motherboard that we took a look at weighed in just about under 200 bucks. I think it was about 180 when the review went live. We'll see what it is uh, currently. If you wake with load. Yeah, 189. It's actually a pretty feature-packed motherboard. Kind of had everything that we expected from higher-end Z370 motherboards, but sort of a new design and some additional VRM design to handle the A-core processor. And for under 200 bucks, it actually seemed to be a pretty good option. Testing went smooth for it, so... If you happen to be on the lookout for a Z390 board, you can check that one out. Beyond that, we compared this. We kind of took an interesting approach with this review. We compared the 9900K to AMD's top mainstream processor, the 2700X. Obviously, it makes sense. And then we compared it to the two lower-end HEDT parts, so the Threadripper 2950X and the Core i9-7900X, as well as the previous generation 8700k the six core 12 thread part so if we take a look at the results uh we'll just kind of go for generalities here instead of looking at every single chart but far and away it's the fastest single thread processor we've ever tested 
it has the same Skylake Micro architecture, but is running at much higher clock speeds. The single core boost is five gigahertz for this part. You know, thank we, goodness for fourteen which, nanometer plus plus. Yeah, plus 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 plus. Yeah. plus plus. We saw that same five gigahertz number rated on the eighty eighty six K, but personally, we never saw an eighty eighty six K ever hit that. This part hey, definitely before does you, before hit that. Before you go on, yeah, can I ask you a personal favor? This is really personal. Sure. Can you work on the spacing of that graph at the bottom? <laughs> oh, you nope. The scale, nope. <laughs> That's how it has to be. Ken, Sorry. Ken had a stroke. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. Hey, it's perfectly human readable. I mean, look at it. There's, there's oh, plenty of space yeah, out of zero. Just look at it. God. Listen, at least the chart ends at zero and not like, you know, 4,000. Go Go back up to that graph for a second. Mm-hmm. Are, these are all out of the box, stocked clocked. Straight defaults, right? Absolutely. Okay. So this is single core. Mm-hmm. With like a decent core on all of them, I think. Yeah, we use a 240 millimeter radiator and H100i. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All in one water cooler. So, not so like, plenty not of like, thermal headroom. Not like cheesy stock coolers. Right. Basically. So okay, we're giving well, them all Well, you don't fighting. get a stock cooler with the Intel part. Well, that, but we're giving them all a fighting Honestly, chance. Honestly, there's only one processor here you get a stock cooler with. I guess a 7700K now. Yeah. Dude, when did Intel no, stop doing that? Only the twenty seven hundred. Only the twenty seven hundred X. Yeah, gives you a stock and it, cooler. Well, and that stock cooler is a pretty nice cooler. Absolutely, I I love that stock cooler. You can get a little. You can even get some overclocking headroom out of that thing. But besides the point, <laughs> uh, in, in general, you can scroll through some of these charts, Jim. Uh, the next page is probably a little more interesting if we take a look at that. In general, single thread performance. This processor. The next. The whole next page. Yeah, the whole next page. Okay. Is far and away faster than any other option due to the clock speed increase. And in multi-threaded, there's an interesting race between the 9900K and the 7900X, which is the Skylake X 10-core 20-thread part. Now, you would think that would easily win a multi-threaded benchmark because it has two more cores and or more threads. However, due to the sort of lower-end clock speeds that processor is running at, it actually trades blows with the 9900K in most benchmarks, hmm. which is an interesting value proposition considering the 7900X is still a $1,000 CPU yeah, with a much more expensive platform behind it. Now, you get certain advantages like more PCIe mm-hmm. lanes going with the 7900X, but if you're just looking for a good balance of pure threaded throughput and price, the 9900K becomes a little more compelling. And it's interesting to say that a $500 processor could provide price value. That's sort of what I'm basing this off of, is getting the best single-threaded performance and multi-thread performance that's on par with $1,000 class processors. There are actually a couple benchmarks where the 9900K was in the same ballpark as the 16-core 2950X. Now, I'll say in general, the 2950X wins here. Which makes sense. I mean, it has doubled the core no. count. So, in in multi-threaded benchmarks, is going to be the obvious winner. But if we take a skip ahead a couple of pages and look at gaming performance, the story is a bit different. Now, the controversy around this launch was that Intel was advertising the 9900K as the world's fastest gaming processor, and in general, 
it seems that that claim can be verified. Was it fast Technically, or best? Fastest or best gaming processor? I don't well, remember which way I mean, that claim went. Hmm. Sure. I don't know what best means besides fastest in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> It'll make your games look 2x better. I no, mean, that's no, not, no, a, that's no, not no. a thing. So. It'll give so, you a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah. So we have this graph here. We're looking at the i 999 And you have the 27X, 105. Yeah. 27X, yeah. What's the price delta on these on this span? Uh, about two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, right. You can get the twenty seven hundred X for three hundred bucks these days. Uh, the ninety hundred K you'd be lucky to find for five hundred. That's right. kind yeah. of the retail price. But and then tack, more tack on a cooler because you're going to need a cooler sure. for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So that you know. Yeah. So the story here is bang for the buck. You're yeah. probably better off. That, with that's kind of the, yeah. That's kind of the general consensus here is. The 9900K is the fastest in the benchmarks. And for some games, it absolutely does matter. Like if you look at Civ 12, you get GTA 5. These are more CPU-bound games where you can see an advantage. However, I've been doing some testing at higher resolutions. And, you know, at higher resolutions, the bottleneck shifts to the GPU, which is why we test games at 1080p for CPU reviews. So it's kind of a trade-off. Are you going to buy a $500 processor and have a 1080p monitor? Probably not. Are you going to buy a $500 processor and have a GPU that is substantially overpowered for the resolution you're running? Probably not. You're going to spend more money on the GPU before you do on the CPU. Yeah. So you're not losing any gaming performance to the 900K, but sort of the claims of it being the fastest gaming performance, while technically true, I would argue don't particularly matter to a lot of individuals. Mm-hmm. Now, you could be somebody who does primary 3d graphics works and you play games on the side so you might you might game at 1080p with a with a graphics card that won't be a gpu bottle bottleneck but that's not the vast majority of people yeah well i mean and, and a lot of people get caught up in like what quote wins yeah. versus what technically is is fastest in a certain circumstance but when was the last time that the highest end offering from Intel was the best value? Never. Pretty much never, <laughs> right? I mean, at least not in any modern era of com- competition between these 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 platforms. I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're looking for the best bang for your buck, it's going to be – I mean, it, there was a time where the Pentium that was the G yeah. – G mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, where that was like in terms of its cost, first performance was the best buy, and now you're looking at Ryzen as as being extremely competitive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, kind of finishing out, taking a look at power consumption, we saw substantially higher power consumption coming from the 9800K than compared to the 8700K. It's interesting because they're both rated at the same 95 watts. Now, there's been a bit of back and forth I... community about different motherboard biases doing different things. We're still doing some investigating to that, but. Well, I think e- in general the, you're going to see a bit more power draw out of this processor. The the 8700K is a it's a 95 watt TDP. Yeah. But if you go to Arc and if you look at the manual that comes with it, it recommends a 135 watt capacity cooler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean TDP does not mean power consumption. Mm-hmm. So and in it it used to more on the Intel side and they're kind of seem to be walking back from that a little bit. I look at that 7700K. Yeah. Remember when we used to talk about that against the FX uh, 8350 and, you know, how efficient that was, especially the, the, uh, what, the super overclocked 9000 series FXs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and, and now and look at it. That's why I threw the 7700K in this re- into this review because I mean, when the 7700K launched, it was a universally praised part at its still its quad core limitations because there was no competition. And now, like you look at the 7700K, and it's just kind of a pile of junk in a lot of scenarios. <laughs> Well, how long has not it been? to say that you might need to upgrade it if you're just doing gaming, but like you can get so much more now for for not a lot of money. If you look at the 2700X for 300 bucks with a good stock cooler in the box, like it's an enormous value. Mm-hmm. It is, but I'm I'm just talking the 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 power draw. Yeah, how yeah. how we have swung in the face <laughs> of competition yeah. from AMD. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying. They didn't have a choice because, you know, they, they obviously did. But, you know, AMD has always been a little bit more power hungry. And certainly 2700X is is a fine example of, of being power hungry. But holy cow, that's that 9900K is is like FX 9000 series yeah. type yeah. power draw. Now we're, we're getting we're getting back up there for sure. Speaking of power draw, let's take a look at the overclocking results. So at stock, the... 9900K ran at 4.7 gigahertz on all cores on the motherboard, the MSI motherboard we tested with. Now, M- Intel doesn't spec the all-core turbo frequency to anyone anymore, of course, except under except to motherboard manufacturers under kind of tight NDA. But if you just load all of the cores and look at the uh, CPU frequency, we could figure out that it seems to be about 4.7 is what it would hit on all cores reliably. Uh, overclocked, we only able to get an additional 300 megahertz out of it, which seems low. So this thing is, is specced to the limit. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a couple, running a along the raggedy edge. Yeah. So, I mean, we were able to get to five gigahertz across all eight cores, but I mean, we're in the, we were a couple of degrees North of 90 degrees mm-hmm. Celsius, which is not a place you'd want to be running off. And so, I mean, you could probably get, Four nine out of it reliably, but at that point, is the extra two hundred megahertz worth the overclock? Because in stock scenarios, we are still hitting in the seventies. Yeah. So that's, th- th- there's a bunch of information about this. Deb Bauer did a good video. Gamers Nexus is doing good content around. Well, they they use solder Tim, but there are a bunch of other trade offs in the design, and as it turns out, it doesn't really matter if you still want. Excellent thermals. You're going to want to delit it. There's now like you lap the IHS on the inside to make better contact with the heat spreader. And there's still a whole bunch of tips and tricks you could do to get the power consumption and heat down. Well, the heat down, but do not buy this chip and thinking it's going to be a great overclocker just because it has solder Tim in it. Essentially. That, that's still eight cores faster than and faster than the previous version. I mean, the mm-hmm. six core one on mine, it, it ran four six overclocked before it would, you know, become thermal limited. And this thing's doing five. You said you got it to five at 90 across all? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's damn impressive. I mean, it's not bad for eight cores being fucking around like yeah, that. I, I yeah, I honestly do think that the stock clocks are pretty aggressive and actually provide pretty decent balance between performance and temperature draw. So, I mean, I, I was surprised to see it running at 4.7 out of the box. I think it's a pretty good out-of-box scenario in that you probably shouldn't mess with overclocking these parts, as kind of disappointing as that is. Speaking of maybe picking one of these up, pricing and availability, um, 
I've never seen. I, I haven't seen the CPU for sale under five hundred thirty dollars. It's currently not available anywhere. There are apparently some more coming in. Maybe in the next week or so. I was seeing well, there's, there's one by the, the bell. There's one on the desk right over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did make some because we have one, but yeah, this seems to be sort of the same situation as the eighty seven hundred K launch, where yeah, I, it's going to take months to stabilize, if not a little longer. I, I still seriously remember when uh, the Pentium 2 was, was released, they had been stocking warehouses for six months before the launch. Yeah. So when they actually launched it, all the OEMs had it. It was available online, you know, but that was 1998, 99. Yeah. And, you know, there was not nearly as the, the online presence there was, but you could you could buy them. You had to do a uh, 440FX motherboard, which is crap. <laughs> let's let's hear it for EDO RAM on any <laughs> of um, But yeah, it uh, Intel has, has changed, and they've had to change with the times. And and they were simply not able to stockpile these for launch as they had for previous generations. And that's kind of been the sense for, you know, since from what the 7,700 K. I mean, that, that was the, that one was, was had plenty of, of stock in hand, it seems, but yeah, the 8,700. And then now this one. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's interesting. There's, there's a lot of interesting things going on at Intel. Yeah. And we know a lot about it. I mean, Charlie's, talked about it pretty much ad nauseum and for good reason but uh it's going to be interesting to see a landscape in the next year and a half yeah wrapping this up i do think the 9900k is it's a it's a it's a really good part it provides awesome single thread performance the best single thread performance we've seen while providing kind of Punching above its class in multi-threaded performance, beating a lot of more expensive processors. But, I mean, it's a great part. It's $500. I think $500 is an all right value for this part. I think it's a fair asking price. Do I think everyone should buy it? No. Do I think that people who are looking to build higher NPCs will like this part? I do. Do I think the 2700X is a substantially better value and probably a better fit for the for most people? Absolutely. And don't buy it over $500. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> wait, do not wait buy for it retail prices on to stabilize. Don't, yes. don't pay yeah, that Not only out. can you get a CPU and a motherboard, but you can actually get them tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Good part, bad price. All right. Uh, well, thanks for that, Ken. Um, and I'm sure we'll have more. Uh, to talk about soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next step is we have a review from, yes, okay, I'm sorry, I can't see that little screen. We're going to have to make that bigger. It's, it's, it's your own screen, Jim. No, I mean, I can't see the rundown. <laughs> make sure I'm on the right tab. Uh, um, well, so we've got a review from Christopher Koch, and it's a uh, the Turtle Beach Elite Pro 2 headset and super amp. Uh, it's a... Uh, super you know, amp! Yeah. It's a, uh, like a sort of a gamer, live streamer kind of focused product. Um I've never used one of these, but Chris gave it a really good review. He says it's super comfortable, uh, lightweight. Um, he says at one point in here, I think he says I'm like he he was able to wear it for hours and hours and and not have any of that that fatigue on his ears or his head. Uh, and he said he's it never was better worn than a, cats. He could listen to it again and again. Better than what? 
Cats. Pay no attention to the Josh. Okay. from the pavement. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, so, okay. Thanks um, for that. So it's got you know it's got the uh, the attached uh, mic. I do I knew no. He said that the mic was a little quiet. It was clear, but the levels the default levels are a little bit uh, low. Uh, something to something to make sure that you can compensate for that if you're going to be using it uh, to record. Um, but uh, overall, the, the the only issue with it is is that it's a premium price product. It's two hundred fifty dollars. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Does that come with the amp? With the amp, yeah. Well, with the amp. Wait, wait, okay. Better, go back least. up. Go back up. Ooh, ooh. Go back up. An errant bracket appears. Yeah. <laughs> um, womp womp. But uh, yeah, so it, it, it's well, look at the size of that microphone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it seems like again, this is uh, Chris doesn't he's he's remote, uh, so we didn't get a chance to get this hands on. But uh, going through his review, he, he really liked this. Uh, gave it a positive review. It has a uh, dedicated uh, Turtle Beach software so that you can do a little bit of uh, EQ and adjusting the levels and gains and even adjusting the LEDs that are on it. Um, so it's nice to have that kind of control. Um, I think this is a, this is a PC software. I thought it was a, when I was looking at a screenshot. It looks like an app. It looked like a mobile app, but yeah. he, he just put it together to ah. uh, Photoshop the the different screens together. But that's a PC app. Um, so he says, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to ask two hundred fifty dollars, it better be good. And he says, Turtle Beach gets it. Uh, great headset, checks all the boxes, comfortable, built like a tank, and feature rich. Um, it's got stereo. It's got simulated surround sound. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan in general of these sort of like gamer style, you know, surround sound built in mic kind of headsets. Uh, yeah. I've bought a few over the years. Maybe I just didn't get one that was this good, but I think they've gotten a lot better. I think yeah. they've they've kind of had to in, improve their products as there's been way more competition. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe it's time to try these again. Um, but uh, as far as Chris is concerned, this is one to look at if, if you're looking at that price range. If that's in your budget, you're looking for a high quality, well built. Uh, headset. It's the Turtle Beach. Uh, sorry, what was the full name of the product again? Turtle Beach Elite, Elite Pro, Pro 2. Two. That's not a great name. Um, yeah. Super and Amp. Super Amp. That's a great. Come on, Turtle yeah. Beach. They've been around forever. It's amazing yep. the yep. pivot they were able to make about ten years ago into this kind of console centric market, mm-hmm. which is insane to think about Turtle Beach being a name brand for console gamers. Yeah. Right. When did Windows or Microsoft kill, like, basically kill most of the benefit of having a third-party sound card? It was, like, Vista or 7? Yeah. So it was Vista no, with they, the They redid too. the entire audio stack yeah. you know, to yeah. cut out hardware uh, acceleration in certain things. Yeah. But now they can get around that again. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Huh. All mm. right. Everything that was old is now new again. All right. Next up. Um, oh, oh, I'm hitting the wrong buttons here. No, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, AMD. Uh, along and now with... a word from our sponsor, Intel. Come on, back up. So, uh, rough day for the markets, and uh, AMD got hit as well. Uh, they they released their earnings and uh, uh, missed their uh, estimated uh, earnings, I believe. They, so, they... I mean, if if you want me to talk, I can. Absolutely, you should. Jim, you're such a nice young man. Oh, anyway, uh, I guess you'd want me to talk about AMD Q3 earnings. Well, you you uh, you covered the, the, their uh, their earnings report, and you wrote this up for us. So, yes, please, Josh, go ahead. <sighs> I'm not nearly as hairy as you, so I don't know if I have the expertise here. 
Okay. John, well, not making a good impression on your new employers. <laughs> no, I. Well, I thought this was like some nor sort have of I for the last ten years. No, no. You got to keep expectations reasonable. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, AMD shockingly announced uh, the results today, and they're at the lower end of what they had kind of talked about in Q2. Now, Q2 was a pretty strong, strong uh, result for them. I think one point seven. Six billion dollars in revenues, and they had 116 million in in uh, net. Um, it was a good quarter. I mean, probably one of the best quarters that they've had in in a long time. And so people were expecting that. Hey, you know, we we've had this good quarter. Q3 is usually better. Q4 is is even better. And that's not the way that things kind of shook out. Instead, AMD. At a $1.65 billion quarter, a full $110 million less than the quarter before. And this is kind of strange. And this raised a lot of concern from investors and analysts alike. And to add upon that, they decided to tell us that Q4 was going to probably be around $1.45 billion, So $200 million less than Q3. And uh, this has caused all kinds of alarms. And um, But there's some, there's some good reasons behind that. And stuff that they talked about in Q2 um, has really kind of come to pass. Now, back then they told us that, you know, cryptocurrency is dropped off the map. I mean, it essentially has demand has become zero for AMD cards. And we knew that coming in. And that was probably the biggest drop in Q3. Now, when we look at the actual financials, they've done some really positive things. Um, Ryzen continues to sell, both in desktop and mobile. We have had an increase in the server with Epic. It hasn't been gangbusters. It hasn't been huge. It's not a slam dunk quite yet. But it did increase the amount of money that it brought into the company. Uh, their IP and semi-custom did well. Semi-custom is a little down, but their IP licensing has gone up. So even though they're $100 million less than last quarter, they still made something like $103 million in, in net income, which is pretty good as compared to $116 million Last quarter, when they had a whole lot more money come in, um, there's all kinds of reasons for this. I mean, Ryzen's still strong. Ryzen Mobile is is growing. Epic is growing. GPU because of crypto has gone down, but they're still selling um, IP and and semi custom. Semi custom is is one of those things where you're at the whim of the console makers because. They're supplying both PS4 and uh, Microsoft Xbox One. Uh, they're, they're still getting plenty of, of revenue and royalties for those, but those consoles have been out for a couple of years. A lot of people own them, and so sales are, are going to go down, and there's no reason to upgrade them right now. So AMD has they have a nice piece of income coming in, but it's not as nice as it was. But their core business of CPUs has done very, very well. Ryzen has 
done great. I mean, it's it's not overwhelming like in 2003, 2004 with the Athlon 64. It is competitive. They have some cost advantages. And probably when you look at this at the very end, the thing that really sticks out most is that AMD, through their ability to cut costs, to really make efficient their 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 production uh 12 nanometer apparently is is yielding fantastic um their margins rose from 36 percent last month to 40 percent this month and that's that's a huge jump in just one quarter now part of that is uh their ip stuff has uh, if you took that out they really only jumped from 36 percent to 38 percent but it kind of shows that amd is able to monetize what they have much more effectively than what they have in the past. So they're moving in the right direction. They're making less money in revenue, but they've readjusted kind of their business so that they still can make a profit and they're still growing and they're still getting scratching market share from uh, Intel. Maybe not as much as, as people had hoped, but it's there. Uh, a couple of things coming up, even though they're doing less money probably next quarter. Uh, we've got a few things coming up behind there. Um, Epic 2 is going to start shipping. They've got 7 nanometer Vega for the data center that they're going to be doing. And then 2019 looks to be really interesting for them. Uh, Epic 2, again, is, is going to be shipping in 7 nanometer. That's going to be the first product. They're going to be pushing that hard against the 14 nanometer Xeons. And then after that, we're going to see the 7 nanometer Navi. Navi? 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 I say Navi. I don't Navi. know. I'm going to say Navi because... Isn't that the blue people from that exactly. James Cameron movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought they it got police arrows and stuff. Ah. And they're large strong and carbon fiber bones and crap like that. Uh, it's going to be in the first half of 2019. It looks like they've, they've got products in the lab. They say it, it's going well, whether or not it can compete against the RTX products in the mid range and high end. We have yet to see. Uh, and plus we have yet to see if RTX will take off as well. in, in terms of software support uh, also, Probably at the end of first half, we will see these seven nanometer Ryzen, you know, Zen 2 based products for the desktop and mobile. And they're going to have five, six, seven months advantage in time to market over Intel's what they call their kind of new 10 nanometer process. That's a discussion for another day. But sure, you know, AMD had a good, solid quarter. It was not. What analysts were hoping, uh, people were really hoping that Epic would take off a lot faster than it has, but it hasn't just because, you know, Xeon is still good. Epic doesn't offer anything at 12 nanometer or 14 nanometer, whichever one that that this current uh, part is is based at over what Intel has. And so well, it, off, it offers a cost, uh, cost uh, benefit. It does, but that goes so far yeah, because, right. you, you know, VMware and all these other guys, you know, have been working with Intel hand in hand at the high performance part. And then mm-hmm. they got seriously 98, 97% market share yeah. of uh, these kind of servers. So, 
And I've read it's too a big that, hill to climb. Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of companies too that are they're using Epic uh, to get a lower price from Intel. They've been longtime Intel customers, and they they say, "Hey, we could we could go to Epic. What can you do for us?" And I'm sure that's not helping there. But but also, Josh, what do you think about Ryzen notebooks? Those haven't really. I know. Oh. No, they they haven't taken off yet. And uh, you know, I'd be really curious if. Uh, AMD could add any kind of color to the ratio of of Ryzen sold, whether it's you know the the non APU Ryzen's, the twenty seven hundreds, twenty six hundreds versus you know the the APU ones versus mobile. Uh, we don't we don't have that kind of information, and we yeah. really would like that from a financial point of view because look at my cat. You're <laughs> <laughs> right back there. Yeah, I think she's fine, but it's for those nice listening, she likes to keep me company. For those listening to audio uh, but, only, there is a cat scratching the, itself. Like the, the Christmas refresh for a bunch of the lines from you know MSI, Asus, HP, Dell are actually going to you know at least offer one Ryzen. They, they, they've been getting a lot of design wins, especially this year, second half of the year. But you know what they need to do? They need to support it with drivers. They need yeah. to support it with updated graphics drivers. Because for at least about the first year of Ryzen Mobile, there were there's maybe one graphics driver release. If that, I don't know if they ever actually put one out. I mean, AMD Intel's aren't exactly constant either. Intel released more Cabby Lake G with Vega graphics drivers than AMD released Ryzen Mobile graphics drivers. But for their HD drivers, I mean, they. Do them for about a year or so, and just say, "Ah, screw it. Maybe we'll put one." Yeah, that could very well be the case. And and that's just got to be the reality of a company, you know, with the limited resources of AMD, not having the ability to keep those those software teams going. Like to the, I mean, you look at Nvidia, and they're putting out drivers all the time, and Intel's getting more serious about it in terms of graphics. And I mean, in every other area, AMD has has definitely stepped up their software game. The driver releases are way more regular, more stable, but. It's just like notebook is this thing off to the side that is kind of getting ignored, mm-hmm. and which is unfortunate that. because that's that is a potentially a huge um, piece of growth yeah. that oh, they yeah. could grab a hold of, but they just you know breaking into these OEMs and mobile parts is really really tough. Intel has got that just kind of locked up, and uh, you know, eventually, I mean, we, we do see some uh, products from the big guys. You know, HP, Dell, uh, Lenovo, I think, has some AMD parts. But they're not pushed as as kind of the, the pinnacle, you know, yeah. part that, that, that they have, even though they're, they're still very good products. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, AMD still has a mountain to climb. And Q3 was solid for them. They made money. They're expanding kind of their horizons, uh, especially with Epic. It's it's growing slowly but steadily. So it's it was uh, you know not a tough quarter. It was not a great quarter, but uh, you know it's 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 we're looking forward to Q4 being lower. Uh, their stock price is probably going to low go lower, but I think the important part is going to be looking towards Q1. When Epic Seven Nanometer is going to start rolling out, and if uh, OEMs and and their partners start seeing more advantages towards AMD's you know Zen two based Epic parts on Seven Nanometer, then uh, what uh, 
Intel is able to offer at at fourteen plus plus or plus 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 or whatever, whatever they decided they to do at that with. time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for that, Josh. Appreciate it. And I'm sure you'll let us know. Hey, hey, Jim. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, thank you. No. Thank you. Let's keep it PG. Oh, dear. Well, there we okay, go. Okay, well. <laughs> <sighs> that that wasn't me, by the way. Get the fire extinguisher. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> next up. To uh, each spe- their own. Speaking of process tech, Samsung uh, scratching the 7 nanometer itch, as Jeremy uh, so artfully put it. Uh, why don't you tell us about this, Jeremy? Well, I mean, with all the talk about 7 nanometer, there's one that doesn't often get discussed, which is Samsung, who are doing brilliantly at it. Uh, they're sort of laughing at everyone else and going and say, yeah, yeah, no, it's really impressive. You're you're catching up with us. Because yeah. they've already got the fab pretty much built. Uh, they've got not just 7 nanometer, but a almost refined seven nanometer uh, that's going to be ridiculously low power. So if you didn't like the thermals on that nine, 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 oh, 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 okay. Uh, you know, the Samsung is significantly uh, less power hungry. So the, the registered or sorry, the inquirer did a little bit of a, a look at, you know, sort of what they've done to get here. Uh, how it is that they've sort of made EUV their bitch and, are just doing it extreme ultraviolet yeah whoa groovy yeah. dude and then they've come up with some interesting so- solutions to something that for them I mean, the longest time we were sort of talking about how are you going to hit 10 nanometer or sub 10 nanometer because you know there's a point at which you can't focus the light anymore and it, it you know you're masking and trying to get smaller and smaller and smaller so it's, it's sort of interesting to see how well they've been doing with that yeah, absolutely. And they are. Well, supposedly. Because EUV is still... Well, it's freaking magic. It's 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 problem. I mean, you're... you're how many watts is yeah. required to tower, power a, a, a current EUV machine? Um, yeah, I'm going to be interested to hear more about them. Because I know that they have a working 8 nanometer node. That is pretty comparable to TSMC's seven nanometer first gen, um, but so far nobody has has done EUV in production scale uh, type manufacturing, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if 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 Samsung has actually done something that somebody else has not, and nobody else in the industry has has really done. So. Yeah. What is just not enough information in this in this yeah well, article true. to tell us what is going on and plus timelines and I mean you know it sounds great I mean they do call but, it revolutionary <laughs> oh well yeah thank thank the Lord but uh, or boy, somewhere's yeah, and Huawei and Apple are pretty happy about it sure yeah well no TSMC is produced. Apple and oh, Huawei. true. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Samsung hasn't produced crap. Uh, that in fact, they're not even producing eight nanometer stuff yet. Uh, I mean, they may be starting here shortly for a limited group, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of PR type words in there. <laughs> so it's a uh, you know, Global Foundries almost bankrupt themselves with their seven nanometer mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
TSMC has done well. I think they took a really measured approach at how they did litho materials and actual geometry. And I think their geometry is less aggressive than what the previous Intel 10 nanometer stuff was. Um, But they're of course calling it seven nanometer, but Intel with their 10 nanometer specification that they started on in 2013, 2014, 2015, and has now changed in 2018. I mean, originally it was extremely aggressive in terms of geometries and materials. And I think, I think, TSMC knocked this one out of the park and saying, hey, you know what, we've got to limit some of these things. We, we can't go this dense. We can't introduce a bunch of new materials. We've got to work on the litho part and make sure that we get, you know, the very first steps down pat before we start changing things up in, in the back end. And so I think, yeah, they've they've they're they're on a roll and they made a lot of really good decisions multiple years ago. That has, you know, seriously bitten Intel, Global Foundries, Samsung in, in, in the ass. And so it's 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 gonna be interesting to see in twenty nineteen who actually comes out with a working product and who can actually throw the wafers through the fab. Yeah. Well, and who's got space? Right? Because TSMC um, probably does not booked. have enough space for everybody yeah. that's gonna want their seven nanometer process. But they're going to pick and choose, and they're going to make some money. Oh, yeah. Well, what, they're the exclusive provider of the new Apple chips? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that's just... AMD. AMD. They're the exclusive money. of AMD yep. GPUs and CPUs of 2019. Just a bit of business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, uh, Josh. Uh, uh, next up is a uh, post from Jeremy on a new Seasonic... Uh, Focus Plus series. Which, I see what they did there. Ah, I think, did that. I think uh, Jeremy did that. Yeah, uh, need do not, not attempt to adjust your no, television Kyle is a much better photographer than that. But ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that is uh, for our audio listeners. The Focus branded power supply is out of focus in the picture. Uh huh. But it's a uh, this is a nice uh, little compact power supply, fully mod- modular. Um, it's uh, you know Seasonics, good brand, eighty bucks. Not, not too no, that's bad. really the big thing is it pretty much spanked all of the other similar models that they did uh, tested against, and it's cheaper. Yeah, eighty bucks for Seasonic is a damn good price. Yeah, yeah. and I mean the the Platinum is almost as good, but because it's eighty plus Platinum, you're paying an arm and a leg for saving you know three dollars over the course of a year, five dollars over the course of a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's about saving the planet, Jeremy. Yes, not well, your wallet. I mean, and good on you if you're that responsible. If awesome. you're not, it's it's really good. And keep an eye because they do sales fairly often on the focuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never used a Focus brand, but I mean, I've used yeah. Sonic supplies over the years. Yeah. It's not not that that mo- or that line that they have, but uh, yeah, pretty good specs for a, a nice compact system like the one Ken built. Uh, that, yeah. that would have fit in there nicely. Uh, <laughs> we tried to build it. it. With a more robust, Ken, you uh, got to show them the, uh, the money shot. The money shot. Which oh, ones? yeah. The interior of the power supply. Them caps. Which is actually rather pretty. Is it uh, uh, build quality? Build quality. Build quality? Yeah, probably. I guess. Oh, there we go. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. 
Whoa. There you go. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Oh. That is, oh. that's, uh, it's nice. Uh, that's... Need a better image viewer for hard OCP. Everything's well, so nicely wrapped. That's a nice clean build, and you can tell it's also economically done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's you know, well engineered. Yeah. Yeah, look at the PCB. Look at the yeah. bottom. Oh, they know what they're doing. And there's no dangly bit hanging down like last week. Look at that. Yeah, that dangly is, bits. That is some clean solder work, too. They they train those robots well. well. Yeah. Those six-year-olds got small hands. What yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely not a person <laughs> doing that. Very work. nice. All right, so that's the Seasonic Focus. Uh, Focus Plus Gold 550-watt power supply for about 80 bucks. Fully modular. Not a bad deal. All right, next up we've got another post from Jeremy. Jeremy's always very productive. We're in the Jeremy segment. Yeah. Uh, It's an RGB uh, mouse pad because that's a thing. We we heard you like RGBs. They put some RGBs under your RGBs. We have to take RGB to its natural conclusion. Yeah. And this is is not the first RGB mouse pad I've seen. No, it is not. Um, Cooler Master uh, MP860. And it uh, looks like it's got uh, your choice of hard or soft uh, tops. Oh, no, it's it's reversible. Oh, right, right. Or you, oh, you just flip it? Or yeah. the top comes out and flips? No, you, you flip it over. So one side's aluminum, oh. the other side's cloth. And right. depending on what you like, you go nice. flop, 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 and take a pick. And uh, that's... Uh, so at least that's interesting about it. The uh, Blinken Lichten... Yeah, well. Yeah, uh, so we got... it. Uh, Tech Report has the uh, the full review of the product. Um and it looks like it is uh, $70. Oh, right. God. Yeah. Yeah. You could almost have a power supply for that. Yeah. But then uh, what are you going to, you know, what RGBs are you going to power with that power supply? You got you to gotta think with RGB first, then work backwards. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you could tape one of these to the power supply and make it RGB. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you like, I mean, there, there's RGB and there's RGB. You can do it tastefully. If you like to go all out, I guess. You know, something like this is, is worth it. And I know uh, Corsair has one, I think, that has RGB. I'm sure. Um, Logitech, maybe. Um, so, you know, there's options out there. You're going to pay more for it. But uh, if you like that look, man, do what you got to do. It's your money. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, check out the full review of the Tech Report. Uh, if you're interested in that, the Cooler Master MP860 Dual Surface RGB LED mouse pad, $70. All right. But it has 19 lighting zones. Uh, it sure does. Um, so looking at a uh, web browser, switching to software for a moment, we've got uh, another post from Jeremy. Uh, this is on the Vivaldi web browser. I, I, I recall Still making that, huh? Yeah, hearing about that a couple <laughs> years ago, but uh, they're at 2.0. Huh. Have you used this, Jeremy or Josh? No. No? I, I got Did as I? far as downloading it and <laughs> importing my bookmarks, and it was like, oh, crap, i got to do real things again, right? Uh, shit. I mean, it's it's running Chromium, so it, you know, in the in terms of rendering, you're not looking at anything unique there. But but the whole, I guess, the whole point is, it's you know, it's very uh, feature focused, kind of user user feature request. Uh, they they were talking about in this release how they like, uh, I guess, more than half of the features that they introduced were directly requested by users, um, which they bragged about. But I guess that shouldn't that be like normal? oh, that's not always the yeah. case. I mean, shouldn't it be? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't happen, but shouldn't it? Yeah. Shouldn't it happen? Um, well, one of the nice things that I, I sort of was—I was reading it and going, "Wow, I can't believe I've not heard of this 
in a long time and I totally forgot about it is uh, when you're setting up a user uh, like you would for your Chrome or whatever, it, by creating that password, it means that every single bit of data going back and forth uh, about your user profile is now encrypted. Mm-hmm. Not something you get from your Firefoxes or Edges. That's true. I mean, Chrome encrypts it, right? Chrome, yeah. when, you, well, when you see yeah, Chrome, Chrome does. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's good to have, uh, and it looks like it has some really interesting like tab management and and, and bookmark management. Um, uh, I mean, I have not. I think I might have used Vivaldi like 1.0 yeah. when it first came out a couple years, yeah. you know, yeah. three or maybe three three or four years ago now. Um, but I I haven't tried this one yet. It's good to see people still putting effort into browser development. Yeah, I mean, you, Chrome is um, not great. It's not great. <laughs> it's dominant. Yeah. In the market, but it's it's not great. Obviously, the, the parent company that makes it is doing a lot of questionable things. It's also uh, a great memory tester. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true too. Uh, the 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 platter of RAM. It's offered a, up. It's a cabal between the browser manufacturers and the RAM manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. And then you look at you know Firefox. Obviously, is doing some good things and has always been you know. It's always had some some positive aspects to it, and even with this new quantum initiative where they've really sped it up, it still doesn't really have the same feel. I mean, I've tried to switch to Firefox a couple of times, and it just didn't take. Really? Edge is not. I mean, Edge. Look, I, I get what Microsoft's trying to do, but man, yeah. it just it doesn't have the features. <laughs> I don't want to ask Cortana. I just want to search in Google or whatever when I when I right click and search. Um, so that's not good. And you know, and if you're on a Mac, you got Safari, and just be careful with Safari 12. Few bugs they got to iron out uh, on that new version. But what about Netscape navigators, uh, Netscape. I'm, I'm sure you can find a, a download. Sweet. I'm sure you could still run it in one way or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, having a you know uh, Opera. We always forget about Opera. Yeah. Well, hasn't Opera just switched to WebKit? Yes. But yeah, it has. But they've got their you know their uh, I think the big thing. The last time I checked out Opera, the big thing was they would automatically compress the data server side when you requested it from a website huh. and, str- oh, and then, and then yeah. stream it down. So you use less bandwidth. Interesting. Which is less of a concern. Yeah, but real days, techies use uh, putty. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, just, just browser. find a back door into the web server of the website you want to visit. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, yeah, seeing a third party browser, even if it doesn't, it's, it's obviously, I mean, cause we all forgot about it. It's obviously not captured the, the mind share uh, that they had hoped, but yeah, uh, but hey, I mean, Ars Technica has got the full coverage of this. They did a, a great article when the first Vivaldi came out uh, a few years ago. So uh, head on over there and check that out, and and you know, see maybe it's time to switch browsers. Who knows? Yeah. They, they're still they're rocking a dedicated search box. Nice. That is that it's, is nostalgic. Yeah. Um, I wonder though. So do you do Control Control K and then <laughs> Tab? Know. What was the old way before everything was unified in uh, the in the I address don't even bar? Remember. I think it's Control K tab, yeah. and then that takes you over. Maybe there's a dedicated key uh, key shortcuts. But F three right. used to bounce you up there, but I don't think it does anymore. Yeah, well, check it out, Vivaldi two point uh, free browser to just try as an alternative. All right, and looking at uh, ooh, okay, so we got some news, uh, some storage news. Uh, Jeremy wrote this post, but I'm sure Alan has something to say about this. Yeah, it's more related to. Crosspoint in general, then specifically to Optane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sorry. okay. So, uh, at the way that Crosspoint, which is branded as Optane uh, under Intel and is branded as QuantX under Micron, uh, all of that media 
is produced in the fab in Lehigh, Utah. Uh, that is the IMFT fab, which is a joint venture between Micron and Intel, which is winding down. There have been several posts in the past uh, recently. Uh, so is the fab winding down or just the partnership? No, no the, the partnership is winding down. So um, the fab's at 100% because everybody likes memory. Well, they're still they're still cranking the stuff out. Intel is still selling it. What's confusing about all this is because Micron uh, hasn't typically been the one to push 3D Crosspoint. Uh, they did some demos and some flash memory summits, but they haven't really been like marketing products and doing that. That's all pretty much been Intel. You know, all these Optane SSD launches left and right you've seen over the past couple of years. That's all been Intel. Uh, and I would imagine that Intel's probably been buying Micron's half that they're producing from the fab because it's it's like it's like forty nine fifty one percent, but it's basically a fifty fifty split uh, of you know they put in money for buying the, the equipment and the research and all that stuff, and then they just agree to mutually split what comes out of the fab. But if one company wants to sell it and the other company doesn't, then they can just kind of sell it to the other the other side you know, for whatever the, you know, production cost is or whatnot. Um, but Micron is apparently going, or at least they've announced they intend to uh, exercise their option to buy out Intel's half of the fab. Uh, so this doesn't mean that Intel can't make 3D Crosspoint anymore. It's just that once a transition happens, which I think they have like up to a year or something after Micron exercises that option, to like figure out how to do that transition and everything. It's just that Intel won't be making it at that fab. They're more than welcome to make it, you know, anywhere else they want. It's not as if they, uh, it, uh, Micron is not buying out Intel's ability to produce the technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just buying out that location. Um, that's not to say that it, may, it might put Intel in a little bit of a hard spot because, again, Intel's the one selling all the items that have this media in it. And I don't know that Intel can spin up another fab in a year, uh, unless, of course, maybe they've already been planning on it. Nobody really knows what's going on there. Um, I would think that Intel wouldn't. I don't know. Throw something at the guy behind you. Uh, well, you know, but, but um, if you think about it, it, it's not like this was some secret or, uh, you know, this is part of an agreement. This is an option that both parties were aware of. So I don't think it's really taking anybody by surprise other than kind of me initially, just because it seems weird to see Micron as the side that wants to buy out the fab since they're not the ones really pushing the technology. Um, On the flip side, if they decide that they now want to start pushing the technology, uh, all they got to do is ride Intel's coattails because they've already plowed the whole way on like all the, you know, the, the potential benefits for using that particular kind of technology and all of its applications and everything. So uh, if anything, it's it's saving them effort uh, in mm. that front. But that's a, that all goes on the assumption that Micron's actually going to do something with it. I would hope so because we need more. You know, I want the stuff to catch on more. Yeah, I mean, competition uh, in that for that. Well, yeah, form I, w- of memory. I want I want more competition. Yeah. Generally speaking, that's great. And also, uh, it's as a as an uh, as a media, it's a very like cool technology. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, this is essentially phase change. This is a thing that was talked about for decades and decades. And it was always one of those things that was always five years away. And then all of a sudden we started getting SSDs with the stuff in it. So, you know, cool stuff. I want more lasers in my SSD. You mm-hmm. want freaking lasers? Yeah. I want freaking lasers because, you know, they got lasers in, in spindle drives. 
I want my lasers and SSDs. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay, it's not going to happen the laser disc, with those yeah. stacked dies, but whatever. Ken and I were actually having a, 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 we sort of broached the subject just about like what happens with temperature on like, like cross point. Is it the same yeah. as flash? Do you want to run, if you have cross point, are you worried about if it's running warmer or cooler? And like everything we know, we don't have any official word on this, but just on what we know about how the technology works, it should be way more robust uh, long term than flash you shouldn't have to worry about endurance nearly as much and just going off of the ratings of the stuff we know that the ratings are all, like always these crazy ratings like 10 drive rights per day for a 900p or 905p which is not supposed to be an enterprise part but that's an enterprise grade uh, yeah. spec for how much writing you could do to that thing so you know it should be pretty robust and not have to worry about cells leaking electrons over time and things like that so you know yeah i just i, I wanted to catch on more i want that to be 10 cents a gig not flash <laughs> oh god right now that, that would be nice wouldn't demanding it? now, now the riot's gone i'm taking over that that oh, thing boy. and i'm making it cross point needs to be 10 cents a gig well, here <sighs> we're doomed yeah here doomed it's where it needs to go i'm sure one day it'll get there uh who knows? Well, so someday eventually you're gonna you're gonna go through like a PC budget bin and you're gonna pull this stuff out. It's like, oh, I remember this. This was called Optane. This is this was called SATA. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's next to my 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 uh, DDR two dim. No, but yeah, it, but everybody will have forgotten and they'll call it SATA. That's true. And then everybody will go nuts. Right, Jeremy. <sighs> It's true. Cash. As long as you don't cash. Call I, I mean, I, I'm missing my old, uh, my old uh, ribbon whips that were labeled master and slave. I mean, oh, that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we talked about this a little earlier. We alluded to it. So let's, let's, uh, let's dive in a little more. Going back to the I-9-9900K. And Josh's cat has also made an appearance. Ooh, Say Katie. hi, kitty. What's that kitty's name again? Oh, rainy. Rainy? Is that, is that because rainy. it was raining on your back porch and it was meowing uh, in the rain? Well, no, because um, some friends of ours uh, saw this truck come to a complete halt on a rainy night and they threw something out of the truck. Oh. And it was her. Oh, geez. Oh. That oh. got dark. That's a shame. <laughs> good kitty. Well, she well, a good it was a kitty. dark and rainy night. Now she's got was. Uh, people taking care of her, so good on you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so sorry. That, that was a cat that, break. Back yeah, I know. to the. I, I'm I'm a know. sucker for kitty cats. Sorry. Uh, back to the 9900K. So uh, you've got uh, who did this? Textbot. Textbot did, did a look at uh, thermal paste versus solder. Yeah. And at stock, sure. At overclock, eh. But you you can make 5.1 instead of five. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's something. Where's you know, the chart? I'm looking for the chart. Like literally, they're three to five degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five degrees is not. I mean, eighty-seven can't... to seventy-eight is not horrible, but for crying out loud, I mean, you're, you're delitting the thing. Yeah, ripping off the 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 stem, uh, lapping the inside of the integrated heat sink, and putting it back together again. Sounds fun. And hoping you don't kill things in between then and there. Don't worry. It's only an unobtainium $500 processor. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so you mean five hundred eighty dollar processor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> theoretically killed your theoretical processor. But yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're interested and if you're doing overclocking competitions, well, hell yeah, do it. But honestly, it's 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 such a big argument over such a small thing. Uh, people have been sure. screaming about the the moving uh, the move from solder and dealing with it. But honestly, every time they do this, and, and Kyle went over at heard OCP did the same damn thing. It doesn't make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like we're hitting some limits on that fourteen nanometer process. No. Yeah. They're squeezing well, the I remember back when we were talking about 3D uh, chips and, you know, the fact that, well, now you've got pieces of the processor where you can't move heat out of because it's got to transfer through the old, entire processor. And that's sort of the thing with this is the die itself is so bloody big. The hot spots are so far inside of it that you just, it's not going to help that much. Yeah. Design. Design is key. People don't realize it, but okay, maybe some do. Probably those working in CPU design understand. But there is, you know, you're dealing with billions of transistors. And just as the saying goes, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to place all those transistors together to get better performance, better power consumption, whatnot. But when you're dealing with billions and billions of transistors, it's hard and design is hard. And it, and it really, it truly trumps process technology, at least one generation. And we can look back at uh, AMD with uh, their, their original Athlon 64. They were running a process node behind Intel with the Pentium 4. And that is probably the best example of design versus process advantage that you can ever find. So now that I've gotten off my soapbox, let's continue. All right. Well, we're going to prop you right back up yeah, on it. Talking Josh. about <laughs> design, um, GPU design, at least. Uh, so we said we settled on Navi, right? Or Navi. There was no consensus. There was no consensus. Okay. Well, that next thing from <laughs> AMD, their next GPU uh, the the one that will really turn things around, uh, seven nanometers. Uh, looks like we got some more information. The Inquirer uh, says that the chips are in testing. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, sadly, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, great. These things are going to be out sooner than expected. And the answer to that is no, it's not. Uh Seven nanometer <laughs> GPUs will be available in the next three months from AMD, but those are those are Vega based seven nanometer products that will be going directly to data center. Oh, they're they're yep. not going to be going to consumers, as far as I know. I could be wrong, but from where uh, AMD was talking in Q1 and Q2, um, in in their you know kind of conference calls. Uh, they're going to be data center based Vegas. Uh, Navi is going to be a next year product, but it looks like it's going to be a nice jump up from Polaris. 
and possibly Vega. But I think that it is more aimed at the mid-range rather than the high end with the first parts. So we're going to see. But yeah, don't don't hold your breath. Navi is, is not going to be here anytime soon. They're in the labs, which means you're six months at least out before you see consumer products. Probably more like eight months, if not a year. If it's a year, do you think that's too long? Too yeah, I think out? it is. I, th- I think they're going to be, you know, probably May to June is when we'll see the first GPUs from AMD based on this product. And, and just, just to uh, clarify, and you think mid-range is gonna, they're going to initially launch with? Or that, that that's more likely? More likely, yes. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> Not straight, first, but you heard straight, it here. Straight from the walrus's mouth. Oh, well, there's worse places you can hear it from. Uh, I guess so. Oop, that's, oop. I guess. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. is that it? Is that the show? No, there's no. one more. No, why? Okay. One more thing. That didn't load for some reason. Mm. Eh, that's normal. All right, so there's one more pick here, and this one's pretty cool. Uh, the New California Republic, which is a fan-made, uh, like, I'd call it, a, it's like a total conversion mod, basically. It's like oh, a yeah. uh, But it's for New Vegas, not Fallout 4, not Fallout 76. Good old Obsidian Entertainment's New Vegas, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and you seem pretty pretty amped up about this, Jeremy. Why don't you tell us? Uh, yeah, well, and in theory, you can actually go into the New Vegas campaign after playing this. Hmm. Uh, it, take, it takes place like 20 years before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so you may find out why you deserve to get shot in the head yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been going for a bloody long time. It was originally Project Brazil back before Fallout 4 was a thing. But they, you know, as always, I mean, programming expands to fulfill however many people you've got to toss at it. And so it did. It, did. it took in this long, and it, it's officially a beta. So it's not fully finished in that well i mean it's it's a game that's going to have a lot of bugs and now that we're all playing it they're going to come out and you'll start seeing some more uh fixes come out but if you don't want to wait i mean honestly uh you go you pick up the vortex uh mod manager uh which will pretty much handle all the downloads of it because it's not just uh you're not just looking at downloading the total conversion mod. There's numerous other mods that go along with it to make it look yeah. like they did. Because, I mean, this is the thing is that because it's New Vegas, it's not as pretty as we remember. It, it was, you know, about eight years ago that this came out. On the other hand, you know, you've got the large address aware patch. You've got uh, the, the widescreen patches. You've got a bunch of new textures. The faces are still going to look a little bit weird, uh, and you might even get two playthroughs through it, because depending on how you do it, you'll either get one that's more uh, combat-based as far as the storyline goes, and honestly, I'm still trying to deal with downloading all the mods and getting it working on uh, a Threadripper with three screens. Oh, geez. Strangely enough, you know, uh, New Vegas is a little bit confused about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine why. But you, so you either end up with uh, a storyline more focused on combat or a storyline more focused on science with 
like the, the Raider warlords are just kicking off. New Reno is just trying to come in. The Enclave are assholes as always. Uh, she and the Super Mutants, which is going to be probably bigger than it was in New Vegas itself. And, of course, the NCR. It's It looks really interesting. They've got a lot of talent behind it. Uh, I, I forget what the count is on it, but there's well over 100 people working on it. Voice actors through programmers. And, like as you can see, textures, well... It looks like Fallout because, well, Fallout ain't changed shit <laughs> how many years. Yeah. But the, the faces, you know, you're, you're going to look at it and go, okay, yeah, I remember. That's when uh, that was the pinnacle of facial am- animation. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, even I think what even when, when New Vegas came out, yeah. well, Fallout 3 first, but uh, they were a little behind the times even then. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, as it- is fishing. It's amazing people can come together and do this for the love of the game, cool. stuff like this. Like it's so that's so much work. And it's just. I awesome. mean, honestly, it does look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, one of the trends great. lately, one of the unfortunate trends is that fan-made mods and fan-made games of licensed IPs are getting shut down left and right. It seems like there was an old Republic uh, um, remake that just got killed. Sure, um, some of the Sierra games. This is a bit different because it's original IP. Uh, to some degree. Well, like no, the, I mean it's all the the lore of of what they're using is is baked into that into that uh, series. I mean, uh, I mean, I uh, ha, not having played it. I mean, if like making a Star Wars game, you don't have the intellectual property to do. Sure. But taking the assets from Fallout and repurposing them, and like I don't know if they use the same character names or stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't it, know. About it's a finer no. line than just making no, sure. Something and and like I don't, don't want to like you know necessarily draw attention to it and get yeah. it killed but yeah. but i mean that's just it's great that this came out because some a lot of these projects a lot of the passionate fans are extremely talented and they come up with some amazing stuff yeah and and i was so i mean fallout 4 was a little uh underwhelming uh i thought um and then i was really disappointed when i found out fallout 76 is a online thing because i just don't i don't do online gaming i don't yeah. i like not, single player campaigns and games. yeah no I'm i not, have Literally no interest yeah. in Fallout 76 whatsoever. So something like this, um, you know, it would be – and plus I haven't played it in a couple of years. So playing – you know, if I can get this going, play that campaign, then jump back in and replay New Vegas. Yeah. That's that's a good good weekend right there. Well, I can get my wife and son on a time. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a nice weekend. Awesome. So, so, oh, damn it. I don't have it installed on this one. There's also Fallout 1.5. Hmm. Which is a mod of the original Fallout. Oh, like the uh, the two the two point five. Yeah, the old isometric. Yeah. Uh, what Fallout was meant to be. Not that I'm biased or anything at all whatsoever. No, but uh, <laughs> so it takes place between Fallout One and Two, and is a hell of a lot of fun. And again, give grab Fallout One on good old games if you don't have it kicking around for like two bucks. Yeah, uh, and I think Steam, and Steam has go. them pretty cheap too. Uh, if you prefer to shop there, um, yeah, you got you got to play those games. You you can play New Vegas. Uh, I play. I didn't play through it. Oh, uh, well, man! And it, like when it first came out, I played some of it and got distracted by something. Yeah. I should go back. Yeah, it's oh XGBQ XGPK. Or how the hell do you say XGP core? Don't Anyways, know. yeah, uh, that that's a pick that I did a long time ago. Uh, was Enderall? It's a mod for Skyrim that's just been published to Steam. With a huge update, a couple of new quests, and oh, it, it's just so beautifully European. Like, you're going to die. You're going to die over and over again. <laughs> and in the end, it 
was all worth nothing. But it's a beautiful <laughs> mod. Nice. So I highly recommend that one again if you haven't played it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, let's uh, let's dive into the picks of the week. Uh, I I do not have a pick because I wasn't planning to be sitting here. We're, we're not really on top of this sitting but, there. We're just so, like, hey, Jim, go do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. My, my pick. You know what my pick is? PC Patreon dot com slash PC per. <laughs> good pick. <laughs> You're gonna really feel good about yourself. So, uh, so that's my pick. And uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, you've got a uh, a good pick for us here. I do. Oh, sorry, I was trying to search uh, who originally posted uh, Ryan getting dusted. <laughs> <laughs> that was you uh, posted again, please. Uh, what the heck did I pick, anyways? Uh, oh, right, uh, I fix it. And you know, of course, it's going to be bloody Motorola that does this because, well, guess what? You probably don't have a Motorola phone. But they're selling kits to replace freaking everything. Like, not just the batteries and that, but if you scroll down a little bit, you can get uh, your screen and digitizer. Hmm. Again, for like 100 bucks, 80 bucks, depending on what it is. All the tools, step-by-step instructions on how to fix your phone, as opposed to standing in line and buying the new iPhone X12. <laughs> it's... I can't believe it's actually taken this long. And I'm also upset at how much they're charging for guitar picks, but that's just me. <laughs> well, you know, I fix it's got to make its money somewhere. So, so that was the, radioactive lobster. The, the, uh, the, the, the user replaceable future that we all dreamed of has finally been delivered by iFixit. Motorola. Yeah. yeah. The company that doesn't <laughs> do anything. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't really Motorola. This, I'm, I guess I would hope they're sourcing the parts from a Motorola approved or spec'd. Supplier, but I, yeah, I guess this, this is this is I fix it selling them, so, yeah. so we yeah. all need so to it's, thank, and it's an official them. partnership. Oh, oh it's it is not okay. Just so. I fix it doing it. Nice. It, this is coming directly from them. Wow. Well, that's good to I see. Think cool. It's taken them long enough. Uh, we got it. I'm sure uh, uh, Louis uh, Rossman would be very happy about this. He's the YouTuber who's all yes. about the yeah. sell the Rossman right to repair, repair stuff. Yeah. 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 So that's what's good to see for the seven people who have a Motorola phone still. Yeah. Hey, now. Wait. You don't have a Motorola phone, do you? Oh, it's LG, isn't it? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've already placed a battery in. Never mind. All right. uh, Josh, what do you got for us? You know, I monitors. I I love monitors. They look And this is a rather inexpensive. Okay. So there are a couple of downsides. It's 27 inch and only 1080p. Ooh. Yeah. But it's a good quality oh, product. It's FreeSync. Yeah, FreeSync. And after using FreeSync with an AMD card, and especially at 1080p, it, it's pretty smooth through the vast majority of um, games that I've played. It makes a huge difference. I go upstairs to my regular 60 hertz monitors on an NVIDIA 1070, and it's not nearly as fun. It, it's just... You get the chunks, you get the 60 hertz, Jutter. you get the drops, all those fun, fun things. And with this, it's a 27-inch. It's a lot of, you know, it's plenty of space. Got it's that a decent nice stand. You can do decent things with it. And it's curved for Alan's pleasure. <laughs> it's a VA panel, so wow. you don't have TN crap. 
and it's it's two twenty nine, and you can find it oftentimes for less. Pretty good price. Yeah, price is right. Yeah. I mean, although I'm I'm still really sensitive to like pixel density. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't you know, above twenty four inches. I don't like to. I'd like to go to fourteen forty or no. I understand. In, in, in desk in desktop work. When you're doing, you know, word processing, picture editing, stuff like that, DPI is kind of king. Yeah. When I'm playing yeah. a game, not so much. Not not nearly as much. Yeah. It looks pretty good, especially with the free sync that's working. All right. Well, uh, yeah, two hundred twenty nine dollars for the Acer Curved ED two seven three. Adip Adipix. Is that, that, is, that, is that a name or is that is that Edipix Rex? What? Add, add, That's a, part a bit, of the model a, number. A bit fix. Yeah. Ah. A bit. Okay. Well, it, just it has an Edipix complex. Just go go to pcpro.com and get the, oh, show, it is an the show notes. You'll find it. All right. Thanks, Josh. Okay, and we got Ken. Um, what happened here? Your there menu. we go. Okay. So SSDs have become fairly inexpensive in the past couple of months. We see a lot of deals that are sub 20 cents a gigabyte. So not quite ten, quite 10, but you can hit 14, 15 or what this SSD is at 17 cents a gig pretty easily these these days, but you know, there have to be different differentiating factors now. And one way you could go is with an RGB SSD like the Team Group T-Force Delta RGB, which we've actually taken a look at at the office and hey, that one's black. We yeah, have white it, comes in, it comes in black and white. It's you see the two options there. I like the, the look at that one better yeah, than the white. It doesn't one. matter if you're black it's, or white. It's on sale for 120 bucks now with a 35 dollar off promo code, taking it down to 17 cents a gig for this 500 gig option. And well, yes, the RGB the RGB the RGB thing is kind of played out. This one actually looks really cool. The L, the LEDs are diffused really well. There's yeah. like there's a lot of LEDs in there. I think it's eight channels or something. Yeah. It has um, actually a lot of capability. It looks really cool when lit up. Yeah. It does so, look cool. And it's not completely a gimmick because the, the SSD isn't a bad performer. No. It's it's a perfectly good SATA SSD with this RGB feature, which, it, yeah. I mean, like, don't keep it on the rainbow effect all the time. But if you're going with it, build with a, like a sort of black and red color scheme or something, like, you know, yeah. you can and have it, a red... And it has the four. It has the four pin input on it. So if you've got a header on your motherboard already, oh, so you can like get it to sync with your. Yeah, it's completely separate from the from the serial ATA interface. You don't need to install additional software. You could just use the header on your motherboard. You don't even have to hook it up to your system. You could just have the RGBs going. (laughs) Sure, if you want the stupid rainbow effect. That's an expensive RGB. Put them on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so if you're going to do that, you got to pick up those Leon Lee friggin' streamer power cables, no, right? No, no, no. Well, So you can have RGBs into your RGBs. Hmm. Too many RGBs. All right. One second. I think I screwed He's got something Jim's got to open a thing. But my pick, uh, not RGB, even though the previous model SSD that came out with this name uh, was RGB enabled but you could only choose red or green or blue. <laughs> so malicious compliance. Yes. The strict definition of RGB SSD. Uh, so something to look at, look out for. Uh, we haven't looked Probably at this. Probably between the and or the or, right? 
It, yeah, so this popped up on Newegg, uh, 905P M.2. Uh, I bring this up now because there have been probably over a dozen people that have emailed me about, hey, what's, I, I really want to do Optane, but I need it to be M.2 to fit in my system sort of thing. Uh, now, jury is still out on if this is going to fit in your system because it's M.2 22110 not 2280. Oh. So some ports on some motherboards yeah. might have a long not might not have the extra standoff in the extended uh space. There just might not be space on the board for this. Or they might have some special kind of heatsink configuration where you it's part of the the Southbridge or chipset or whatever and you might have to like you know where the, where the heatsink kind of like splits in half or and part of it's but meant to cover the M.2. Hey, look, it's it's got the uh it's got the screw in plate. It's you got know. the screw in, but well. So here's the other thing. Uh, yeah, but you gotta sink, have a you that, gotta have a long thing. That heatsink is that. is like pretty sexy looking. They had EK design their heatsink. Nice heatsink. That's I a mean, nice looking. That's really cool. Yeah, um, that's pretty sharp. I, I twenty five no. days. Well, yeah, we'll it's, know it, in twenty five days. It launches pretty soon. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna sample it yet. I, mean, I just saw it pop up on the pre-order one of these. We no one's tested it. So yeah, don't no one's tested that. it. We don't know what the performance is going to yeah. look like. I'm pretty sure it's going to be faster than your Optane memory parts, which were the M.2 things that this is probably superseding. It's probably going to be closer to a desktop 905P than to a Optane memory SSD. But again, like we have no idea right now. We we know zero details on this, and it's expensive. And it is expensive. Not but 17 cents a gig. No. Not so, no. This is over a dollar a gig, but it's it's. Pretty much in line with the 905Ps, the other ones that are like full-size cards. Uh, maybe there's like a few percent premium cost per gig, probably just considering they're trying to shoehorn the entire thing into an M.2 package. Um, so yeah, take your 500 bucks and pre-order that just because. I mean, hey, yeah. it, it's cheaper than a 9900K, like i 9 you know, well, I mean, they both well, exist at about the same extent. <laughs> just buy it. You'll regret it if you don't. No, Come no, on. no, no. Just no. buy it. Just pre-order. Just, uh, Come so on. I bring it up as a pick is for something to keep an eye on. See what goes on there. There, uh, you know, see if there's a review at some point on it. We don't know because, again, like, you know, it's you not, know it's not something Intel. It, it's not something Intel told me about. It's just like, oh, Magically hey, look appeared. at look at on Newegg. There's this thing listed that we can get and like we had no idea was coming yeah they stopped talking to us recently for some reason oh they don't like us anymore (laughs) (laughs) all right well hey folks that's the show thanks so much for sticking with us uh good lord it's like two hours and we haven't had anything to talk about i know we could we, we just gab and gab and gab ryan took up all that time at the beginning of the show yeah (laughs) Yeah. we don't have to worry about that that anymore anymore. that's right yeah he's out of here uh PCPro.com slash podcast is uh, where you'll find our shows. PCPro.com slash live if you want to join us live when we go when we do go live. That's uh, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. I think I said 7 p.m. Central last time, and they really gave me hell for it. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. We give you um, hell for anything. Anything. Yeah, but no one important lives in Central Time, so don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what, it doesn't matter what you mess up. We're going to give you hell. Yeah, that's all right. Um, uh, PCPro.com slash subscribe, uh, which is our mailing list where we usually remember to send out a note when we're about to go live. It's all we use it for. We don't sell it or anything. Um, and uh, do not go to Twitter.com slash Ryan Shroud. Nah. If you want to talk about PC Pro stuff, go there to harass 
Ryan Trout personally. Um, but don't yeah. But for us, you want to go to twitter.com slash PC per or twitter.com slash Ken Addison. Is that the handle? Ken underscore Addison. Ken Addison. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. where's, the, where's the real Ken Addison then? I don't know. Ken Addison Prime? You maybe could harass Ken Addison into giving me. No, don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week. I know this is a big change, a lot of stuff. You know, we're, we we've all been going through a lot of emotions. Uh, we owe we owe this all to Ryan. We appreciate it, and uh, he's done everything he can to set us up for success. And uh, we'll be back next week. We hope you join. We hope you join us. Thanks. See you guys.